into the contest. It's Friday the 12th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. How are you, Shana? I'm excellent, Timmy. It's uh, another big weekend of sport, and uh, but lots on. I'm heading out to the Swans, and that, that should be fun. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love it out there at the Sydney Cricket Ground. No better place to be, and it's a cracking game. Uh, that is on the way. Now, look, I do have a horse, Prince Nakoni. I've told you about it in the past. It's racing at mm. Kembla, race six tomorrow. All care, no responsibility. <laughs> Comes from a wide gate, but he's a real chance. And, of course, on that subject, we've got what I'm backing and why. Make sure that you listen to our, our weekly betting podcast. We've got some guys on that program, Brad and Matt, who really know what they're talking about. So uh, they got some winners last week, so what I'm backing and why. But um, one of our team's uh, offspring is showing uh, uh, great athleticism, Shane. Tell me more. Yeah, Craig Hodges' daughter, Mia Hodges, a little superstar. She's, uh, she's only in sixth class, 6G at Warunga. And in the school carnival, she's now off to the regionals to represent the school in the 100, the 200, the 800, the 1500 and the senior relay. Yeah, so she's a definite all-rounder. So well done, Mia Hodges, little superstar. Throwing to the sire or the dam? Um, is it dad's ability or mum's? <laughs> which way we can't. Craig, of course, owns the business that we all work for. Yeah, I definitely think this is coming from the mum's side, mate. He was a bustling little bustling little medium pacer for North Sydney first grade for a long time. It is a Friday. That means we've got Luca Muller with all the latest AFL. He's actually in Edinburgh. But up next, Shad Wicker in Brisbane with all the rugby league. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Time for our update on all things rugby, rugby league. And, of course, that means it's Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. How are you, Shad? G'day, guys. How we doing? Finally, the Panthers have fallen. Haven't they? What? 16-0. <laughs> they looked pretty lame. I know they were undermanned, but the storm looked good and, and the Panthers didn't. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously, yeah, we do say they're a bit under strength. But i tell you what, I more want to lean on the fact that how's Melbourne turning it on now? Like, I feel yeah. like... Switching Munster back to fullback, we all forgot how good of a fullback he was. Yeah. Um, before he ended up making that move into 5'8". So it's almost like Bellamy got to dust off an old playbook, bring money back in. <laughs> he played unreal last night. It was so good. Yeah, well, the, I think that any team, and I've mentioned it before in this podcast, in this environment, that any team with Cameron Munster in it can win any game of football. I, I just think that he is the litmus test. I know Tedesco is probably not far behind him and even Manu at the same, at that same club at the Roosters, but Munster is the guy, the Lu- Wally Lewis guy, that can just grab the game by the scruff of the neck. And when he's had his forwards moving in the way they were last night, Bromwich and, you know, uh, the, the big units. like they, they they just played so well. Harry Grant had a blinder. Brandon Smith had a blinder. Yeah, it was uh, Kafusi being back in the squad as well is a big um, a big return for them as well, getting those uh, quick ones around the ruck start. But, um, yeah, money, what I loved about money was defence. Mm. Like, oh, Mac, yeah. the, did you see the amount of times that he caught it just outside the try line? 
and then was keeping himself in or got it from the in goal and got back out, which is where Panthers is like their bread and butter. Get inside the 20 and we'll just get repeat sets until you cave. Yeah. And uh, I think his defence was sick. It was. I tell you, there's another move there last night that I've not, I've not seen since my nightclubbing days. <laughs> that The guy who pushed Brandon Smith through that gap, it's like when the bouncer wasn't looking on the door and you push your mate in so you get, get in the club without paying. That was a great move, I thought. <laughs> mate, which was, since when were you supposed to pay for getting into clubs in your playing days, mate? I'm pretty sure you got to go through a back door a few times. Yeah, well, it was. <laughs> had the same looking blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, at, least, at least yours was part natural. Um, Brandon Smith, it, look, they need him to be ticking like he did last night if they're going to win the comp. I know he's out of the club next year, but when you look at it, you look at Coates on the wing, you look at Olam in the centres, they, they, they still look like a very formidable football team. So this premiership is far from done and dusted. And uh, look, Penrith, no Cleary, no Luai, uh, no Dylan Edwards. They got a couple of injuries again last night. So um, uh, it'll be interesting to watch. Oh, look, I think that it's a lay down Mazzetti. They will get this minor premiership, but it's not 100% theirs yet. Yeah, it does keep it a little bit exciting for the back end of the season, which we love, don't we? You know what I mean? Just a little bit more of a chance of something crazy happening. I mean, Penrith are going to love it when their big guns come mm. back, though. So, mm. What I mean, about South Sydney time. and Parramatta? What about this game? For the, oh, mate, oh, this will be. This is kind of like who's a pretender, I feel like. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Parramatta in a bit of issues, I reckon, all season. I feel like we've spoken about Parramatta a few times this year, being like, what are they as a squad? And the, the Souths, like, Souths are pretty much the exact same. Aren't these teams the same team this year? Yeah, they are. But I, look, I just think oh, I think Souths are going to smash them. Actually, I, I think they're up and down. Mm-hmm. Parramatta, I know they're hard to they're hard to pick for or against. But I just think Souths are the one, the team that are really coming together nicely. Mm. Really, you, you think it's all coming? To, I think Latrell being back has really made us go, oh, oh that's right. These yep. guys are a yep. pretty good squad. Whereas with Parramatta, you're kind of like, well, no Moses. Yeah, you know but, what I mean? like but they beat Penrith a couple of weeks ago. They, oh, they, look, I think they're going all right. Them. Oh, then they beat Manly last week. Oh, I would, I would, um, you know, that's what sport's all about. It's about its subjectivity. I'd, I'd love to have a, a dollar on that. I, I think Parramatta might just get the rabbits here, Shano, but we'll, we'll, we'll watch with interest Ooh. on that. Now, yesterday, some terribly sad news. Um, yeah. We saw the passing of Paul Green and... Uh, look, I had the, the good fortune to follow his whole career. He was a, an extraordinary football player. He really was. Uh, punched above his weight. He had a heart as big as Farlap. Uh, played for the Sharks. He was part of that premiership squad, the, the Roosters, uh, 2002. And, of course, he was with North Queensland. He was with Brisbane towards the end, just only lasted a short amount of time. Coached that mighty North Queensland side of the premiership in 2015. And, look, I just want to urge everyone who's listening to this podcast – if you've got any concerns, if you know, talk to someone, uh, reach out. Uh, yep. Are you okay? Call your friends. It's look, we're seeing too much of it, Chad, and it's absolutely devastating. Yeah, well, mate, I'm someone who's called Lifeline before in the past, so I cannot um, suggest it enough. If you need someone to talk to, because it can be hard talking to your mates. Mm. Like yeah. it is, it is a hard thing yeah. to do, and I think it's like you know. A big thing with all the messaging around this stuff is like, you know, you should ask your mates, are they okay? But we don't talk about what the next step is. Yep. Mm. And I think, um, you know, there's there are numbers like 13, 11, 14 is the number that you can call and there's people there waiting, ready to kind of, you know, help you through whatever struggle you're going through. So it's such a shame. So I think as well for me, like being a rugby league fan, what happened to Paul Green was like being amazed at the amount of – I forgot and didn't even realise how many teams he was a part of. Mm. 
like mm. how many clubs that Big he time. kind of touched. And for me, like when I was uh, I was in Cairns, living in Cairns uh, during the North Queensland Cowboys winning that grand final, and that's still one of my favourite rugby league memories, being at the Pier Bar in yes. Cairns. Uh, just going absolutely mm. mental watching uh, Thurstow do his magic. So, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, such a that, crazy that, that was an amazing few time. days of events. Yeah, I just want to say mm. too on that, Timmy, because it's a really, really good point you make, is that I've got a mixed emotions here. I've got emotions of really sadness. I'd never met Paul Green, but I'm really sad for him and his family. But I'm really angry too is that this day and age that we're not doing more to either help, detect, and, and as you said, Shad, give the next steps. It, we have the highest male youth suicide youth suicide rate in the world. It's got to stop. And, you know, this guy here, as you said, he's been to numerous clubs. You, you would think he's got friends everywhere, but often those sort of guys can be the loneliest. So, you know, you, you should be always check in with your friends when you can. Check in with your friends. Oh, yeah, and, 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 it, and it breaks your heart. Yeah, it does. Like, his nine-year-old just had a birthday party. He's about to have his 50th. <sighs> like, you look from outside in, you think, what a perfect life. He just bought a new fishing boat. He, he likes flying helicopters. He, he was about to probably go and join the Dolphins coaching staff. So I think it's, it's absolutely twofold, isn't it? It's exactly what you've said, uh, Shane and Shad, like with Lifeline, but it needs to be a whole of picture, doesn't it? Like you need to, I think as men particularly, we need to be a lot better with our conversations, more frank and transparent. And of course, if you get to that position where you are uh, reaching out, well, you need to call Life. What's that number again? Can you say it again, Shad, that number? 13, 11, 14 is number. But not not only that, and like this is like more personally for me, like I've had struggles over this year mm. and you can, I mean, it's, it's, it's an experience, but you go. You can go to a GP. You can get a mental health plan, and you'll get like you'll get rebated psychology, which I've been doing for the last two months. And there's, I've said this to a lot of mates. This is my second run going to a psych. Like years ago, I went as well. Is it really? Is it? Is it really helping, Chad? It's. It is one of. I think one of the ways I describe it to mates of mine is, you know, when you want to talk about what's going on. It's it's like you sometimes struggle to talk to mates about it because you always mm. feel like someone's got there's someone's got a dog in the fight. You know what I mean? Right. You kind of feel a little bit like you maybe if, if you do feel like you're a little bit uncomfortable talking to some friends about it or you have this kind of worry about the stigma, you get to go to see a psych and they they sit and they chat to you and you get to say all of the things that are running in your head to someone who has no skin in the game. Yep. And all that, and they get to listen to it. They get to like help you compute it. And often, what I've found in my experience of it is, when you say the things you're thinking out loud to another person, yep, they lose all their power. Like the the thoughts, the like the realization you have around, you know, the self talk that you're having or the worries that you're having yep. about other people in your life or the anxieties that you have, you vocalize them, and then it's like as soon as they leave your mouth, you're like, oh, it's not. It's not where I think it is. You know what I mean? Like mm. the weight kind of with each sentence kind of lifts off your shoulders. So I'm, I've always been like I cannot recommend it enough. And I know yeah. how hard it is to make that first step because, like I said, I've done it before. Eight years ago I went to a psych first time. I was moving around the country and it was a really hard time for me. And I went and saw a psychologist and it was like it was great. Fast forward eight years later, this year it took me six months to – work up the courage to go and do it again. But thanks for sharing that so, with, with us, Shad, because like uh, we, we've worked together now for a while and, mm. and, and I had no idea, right? And I just, uh, stupidly on my behalf, you just assume that being a comedian, you're always you're always funny, you're always in a good mood, nothing can be going wrong. And uh, thank you for sharing that because I'm, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm aware well, now. 
Mm, by, and yep. by telling us your story, you've probably yep. helped some people along the way as well, and I'm glad to see that it's it's working. So uh, we urge you, no matter what your thoughts are, how mad you might think they are, and I think that what Shad just mentioned there about go see your GP because there's things in place governmentally uh, through Medicare, things in place that you can make a difference for you today. Uh, Shad, always good to chat, buddy. Um, have a good weekend. Enjoy the footy, gentlemen. We'll do, we'll do lads. Have a good one. Coming up next on Afternoon Sport, it is Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. We do love a Friday. That means we're going to talk to Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Now, Luca has had his passport stamped. You're at the Edinburgh Comedy Festival, mate. Yes, 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 yes. Other side of the world, 11pm where I am right now. Um, very exciting. It's good to be here, yeah. Now, Luca, big weekend. Uh, there's not many big, not many rounds left now, only two to go. Um, some big matchups this weekend. But more importantly for Carlton, Richmond, Saints and the Bulldogs, who will get the final two spots? What do you think is what's going to happen? Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, pointy end of the seasons, getting very exciting for those four teams in particular. So I figured I'd do yeah a little bit of a roundup of the top mm. eight and what it might look like uh, going into finals. So obviously at the very top, we've got Geelong and Collingwood. I reckon they're pretty locked into one and two yep. there. And then there'll be Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane fighting it out for three and four. Uh, and then just below that is Fremantle. They're probably pretty safe in number six. And then seven, eight, nine, ten is where it gets pretty interesting. So Carlton is in seven at the moment. They've got the most points, but they have the hardest run home by far. So they're playing Melbourne this week, uh, who will come out hot after a very painful loss against the Pies Mm. last week. I watched that in a little Aussie pub over here. It was just me, one Melbourne supporter, and one Collingwood fan, and we just didn't make eye contact when the siren rang and walked out. (laughs) It's pretty pretty hurtful for me. Um, But the Blues will be boosted. They'll uh, they'll have uh, Captain Patrick Cripps coming back after he was originally suspended for two weeks, but it's been overturned due to some pretty shady loophole finding by uh, by Carlton's lawyers there, I think. But they'll love to have him back, such a massive player for them. So they've got Melbourne this week and then Collingwood next week. So pretty bloody hard run home for them. Uh, and then underneath that, two points down, you've got Richmond, mm. who've been pretty hot and cold this year, but they seem to be putting it together at the right time. Two wins in a row, good win over Port last week, and they've got a nice and easy run home, really. So they've got Hawthorne this week and then Essendon next week they'll go in favourites against both of those teams and I expect them to make finals when there was definitely times this year they didn't look like that at all so I reckon they're pretty safe and then two points below that you've got St Kilda currently in ninth they looked pretty horrible last week against the Cats but a lot of teams have looked horrible against Mm. the Cats so that's not much to judge them off Uh, they play Brisbane this week in a Friday night blockbuster that's one I'll definitely be waking up early to watch from over here very tough game Uh, it is down in Melbourne and Brisbane have a pretty tough record on the road this year so you never know <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> they've traveled like fresh prawns haven't they really uh, brisbane uh, like uh, uh, but but you know they should if they if they're the real deal in 2022 they've got to get the job done here the other mob you can see why saints fans are yeah. continually frustrated can't you because they started with such a an air of expectation and promise yeah well just just on that timmy i, I think the lions are, are going to struggle and I think their defence, is the, that's the big question mark for me. I think Saints will get the job done this weekend. Yeah, that's an interesting call. I think it'll be a lot closer than people are guessing. The bookies certainly have it pretty leaning heavily towards uh, 
Brizzy there. But I think it'll also be mm. a good test to Brisbane to see what they respond to in finals like footy because Saints will be absolutely desperate. They must win this to make finals. Yep. And I think that sort of pressure will be a massive test for Brizzy going into that. And then four points below that, you've got the Bulldogs who, even though they're the furthest down, I reckon they'll make finals. They've also got a pretty easy run home. Obviously, they've been pretty off and on like a lot of teams this year. Bad loss to Frio last week. But they do seem to be getting closer and closer to the team that they were that played so well last year throughout the finals. And they've got GWS this week and then Hawthorne next week. So even though they're the furthest down, I think they'll jump up with two wins there. And so my prediction is that out of those four, Richmond and the Bulldogs will make finals, which is sad to say for the Blues and the Saints, but that's what I see happening. I'm pretty excited myself, the fact that I'm taking my son Thomas out 320 to watch the Swans play Collingwood. I'm going to introduce Thomas to toothless supporters um, (laughs) on the weekend. But I just think Collingwood this year for me personally, and I know I'm a mad Swans man, but Collingwood are the team that I cannot not watch. They're great to watch. It's going to be a great game. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And that'll be such a good game. That'll be so fun. And, you know, no finals implications. I think both of those two teams will finish top four. Yep. But, geez, that'll be a red-hot yep. game. Can the Pies keep it going? And Swannies are on a great win streak as well. And, I don't know, like you say, Collingwood's so good to watch. They play this fast, direct footy. And they just seem to have some intangible luck on their side. So, there's a lot going for them at the moment. Yeah, they're calling the Collingwood side the flag pies at the moment. That was 11 <laughs> wins in a row last uh, last weekend against your Demons. And look, they don't get an, an easy proposition this week because they have a very desperate team up against them. Carlton Blues, we mentioned Saints before, frustrated supporters. Well, the Blues supporters equally as frustrated over the past few years, this mighty, mighty club. And uh, they have promised so much, but they got a tough run in. They need to start uh, getting a run on, don't they, if they're going to make the finals. And they need to win this. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, some Melbourne supporters I know seem to be looking at it as a good way to play ourselves into form for finals. Mm. I think you're underestimating the Blues if you think of it like that. They're going to come out absolutely scorching. Uh, they, they need to win. And like you say, they've searched so much promise this year, so they want to capitalise on it. All right, buddy. Luca, so uh, what do you got on at the festival? How long does it go for, mate? And uh, what's your participation? I'm here for the month, so I've got two shows. This is a bit of a nightmare schedule, but it's how things run over here. So I've got a show at 11.15 a.m. every day. Uh, and then I've also got doing just a shorter spot in another person's show at midnight every day. So never off stage for more than 12 hours or so, which sounds oh, insane, but that's just what it's like over here. It's so fun, and it's great to have the festival back. I came in 2018 and 19, and then obviously after the COVID break, um, everything feels like it's yeah firing on all cylinders again over here. I'm having a great time. What's, what sort of numbers? did they get to the festival these days? Yeah, it's good. They were worried this year. People didn't really know. They thought, what's it going to be like post-COVID and everything like that? But it's unreal. So I think the stat people generally go for is Edinburgh has a population of about five or 600,000. And then during the fringe, mm-hmm. it swells to 2 million. So yeah, it's, it's Jesus. big. It's big. Yeah. All right, buddy. Will you okay. enjoy the rest of it? You're young and resilient. So well, that's I'm sure you squeeze <laughs> a couple of beers in there somewhere. Good on you, Luca. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Talk to you soon. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you today to Shad Wicker and to Luca Muller and our sponsor, Shane. Our fantastic sponsors, the Osher Group. If you're in the market to buy a racehorse, speak with the guys at the Osher Group and they will sort you out. And our superb producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We're back Monday with your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care. Join us for our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. 
Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app, What I'm Backing and Why. Happy punting.